Welcome to Level 7, episode number 128. A comic episode talking about S.H.I.E.L.D. issue number 12, Kingslayer, and Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. issue number 2. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello, 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 hello. It's Ben, Ben Avery. I am back again to talk about some Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. related comic books. And I am not alone. I am here with another comic book fanboy. And that would be... Daniel Butcher. Hello, Daniel. Hello, sir. How you doing, man? Uh, good, you know. Emotionally feel fine. You know, it's been a busy day. Yeah, busy day. Busy day that ended with comics. Yeah, because I had to I had to cram. I mean, usually I like to just kind of meditate over these. Think them through carefully. But today I had to cram because I, I'm getting my comics in a different way, and they literally showed up today. On your doorstep. So. Yeah. Thank goodness we only have two because I made a mistake and didn't buy the third. Oh, you didn't get the... What is it? The the Marvel Cinematic Universe guidebook, Hulk slash Iron Man 2, which, by the way, I'm not a real big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe guidebook at the moment, because oh. there's a lot of duplication. I don't think my comic shop has even ordered any, so, yeah. I'm kind of scratching my head and saying to myself, should I just wait till they trade it? I'm waiting for the trade on that one, I think. That's usually, I mean, my Marvel Cinematic Comics, I end up double dipping. I buy the issues and then end up buying the trade, too. But But I really do like Iron Man, too. I'm the guy. It's true. Well, I'm the guy. It's your choice. It is your choice. Well... Should we get to comics? Let's talk about them. I mean, this is a shorter episode, and this is an episode I, I don't know how many people actually... I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there are people who would listen to the main feed uh, of episodes, but they, they maybe skip the comic episodes. I don't know, but this is a short episode. We're going to talk about some comics that have to do with S.H.I.E.L.D., and in this case, well, Howling Commandos is a S.H.I.E.L.D., issue number two, which is called Ghost Train... Uh, this one, why are we reading this? Well, it's S.H.I.E.L.D. and it's monsters. And generally speaking, those two things are things that I like. So it's written by Frank R., uh, Frank J. Barbary. And the art is by Brent Schoonover. Color is by Nick Filardi. Lettering is by Joe Caramagna. And let's see. Covers by Brent Schoonover and Nick Filardi and got some editors. Yeah. Shield created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. And the setup, Dum Dum Dugan is a life model decoy. And he's leading a team of monstrous Marvel characters on missions that require a brutish touch. A brutish touch. 
This story itself was set up in the last issue. They ended with a, a train car, a subway that had ghost kind of things on it. And now we have Dum Dum Dugan and his pals. One of them is a creature from the Black Lagoon type, and the other is a half vampire, half werewolf woman. So uh, she's named Nina, and the other guy. I don't. I, I never catch the the water monster's name. They say his name. They do, but I never catch it. I can't remember what it is. You you talk for a while. It's amphibian something or other. It's like manphibian. Yeah, like I think that's a really manphibian. Yeah, and the story's very simple. As I was, because I got my comics before Daniel, because he waits for them to come to him, and I go out and get them. Um, I told him, you know, this is we're not going to have a lot to talk about here. Basically, you have a girl with a power that manifests uh, Egyptian ghosts, and they have to stop her. And the big twist comes in, how are they going to stop her? They fight the ghosts with uh, technology, but then they have to figure out what the root problem is. And it's happening in a subway, and so it makes me think of an episode of Doctor Who I watched recently, where you had these creatures from a uh, two-dimensional world that are causing troubles in, in a town, and they end up in the subway fighting them. But there is... Uh, one big reveal at the end, which is that we have a bad guy who is working against them from within because they are agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They are Holland Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D., rather. But their team is called Stake, S-T-A-K-E, which is you know horror movie cleverness. And we are introduced to a little ghostly girl who is haunting uh, Dr. Cray who is working with our team, but we find out that behind closed doors, and I'm going to spoil this because this seems like it's going to be a big bad. They have a secret weapon and that is the body of Dracula. I don't know if he's alive or not. I know he's died a couple times in the Marvel universe. Well, recently he was fighting Deadpool. Okay. But um, he's their secret weapon and they are trying to extract secrets from Dracula. Yeah. And then the other thing is at the end, we have a bad guy called the Sphinx, who's going to be coming next issue, I would think, who is doing some electrical weirdness to manipulate uh, a museum because he needs to get some more artifacts or something like that. And Dum Dum Dugan has to deal with the moral conundrum of going against monstrous, superpowered people like this girl who manifests those creatures from Egyptians mythology. How do you take care of a problem like that? You got to quarantine them. You got to put them away, take them away, keep them shut off from the rest of the world so they don't hurt the rest of the world. But is that moral? And that's Dum Dum Dugan's conundrum. So that's Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daniel. And I have to say... I didn't not like it, but uh, can I, can of I say the it? three stories that we've had so far, this has probably been my least favorite. Oh, it's definitely the weakest. This is a big yawn fest. I okay. hope this is not a sign of things to come. So here, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say this. One of the problems that I had with S.H.I.E.L.D. is we were told we were going to get a certain team. 
And we never really got them much, if at all, as that team. We get portions, but never the team. I feel like with Helen Commandos, we were promised a certain team. Now, I'm going to defend you a little bit here and say that part of that team that we were promised was Man-Thing. Where's Man-Thing in this issue? He's not in this issue. I feel like one of the things that I was promised was Sitwell. He got name-checked. Yeah, but if, there's no bazooka. If you there's no bazooka welding sit well. No, but if you look at if you peek at the cover of next issue, issue three, you you've got the gun monkey, you've got the werewolf, the giant cyborg werewolf, and you've got zombies sit well, um, in an Egyptian themed area of a museum. And so I think you're going to get some of that. And I I don't mind if if man thing's not in every issue, I am okay with that. But you know what I don't need in every issue? Introductions of obscure horror characters from the Marvel history that I really don't know. What do you mean? I don't need Nina. I understand she's from Vampire by Night. I didn't need her in here. You could have found somebody else to put in her place. Like who? And like Manphibian. I've already got like two or three guys on this team that look like him. Yeah, one of them's him. This is the first time he's shown up. No, it's not. Mm. No, this is this is our chance to get to know a couple members of the team closely. I feel like this is your chance to get me to read something that on occasion will include Man Thing. Well, not this week, and probably not next. So we'll but find again, out. That was, one of, that was the major one of the major problems with that series that we knew that was called Shield was you know consistency of roster. Well, you want to talk about S.H.I.E.L.D.? Issue number 12, Kingslayer by Mark Wade, the consistent the final, person. The final issue of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Ever. Because? Well, because next it, month it's going to get rebooted yeah. as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which is a pre- pretty sweet looking cover. Kind of a Kirby-esque modern kind of thing. Well, and let's be honest. This is our new normal. What they're establishing here. You look at this this future issue um, and they took some steps in this issue to establish that no, new normal. But we look here and we, we see Fitzsimmons, we see May, we see Daisy, and we're like, oh, there's our team. So unlike issue number one of S.H.I.E.L.D., we in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number one are already establishing Daisy's there. Yeah. And I'll be honest, here in, in S.H.I.E.L.D. 12, Daisy's a huge influence. Daisy's the number two hero in this issue and it to me that's kind of the new normal is you know they announced that sky was daisy and they found a way to make daisy one of the quandaries i've often had about shield is how do you rectify these two histories of daisy and uh if i look at what mark wade did i would say what he decided to do was to ignore everything that had happened before which doesn't bother me like i've said before because i don't have that history Secret Avengers Volume 2 ended and Daisy and Bobby and Bucky were sitting in a cafe getting ready for adventures. I want those adventures. Well, you're going to get some Bobby and Daisy together. Well, again, back to new normal. We get a death lock here. Now, now we're talking about the cover for this new series. We're not talking about this actual issue yet. But we get a death lock. Which death lock? Question. Could it be Mike Peterson? Quite possibly. 
it, it, I think there's a good chance. And then we get Bobby, who's also getting her own book on this next cover. So again, new normals getting established, lining Shield up, Agents of Shield, the new book, even up more with uh, with what we're seeing in the comic and on the TV show. They're coming together. I am curious if Agents of Shield is going to take us away from this Shield teaming up with superhero hero of the, hero hero of the month. month, yeah. Because this issue itself, it is not. No, well, I mean, I mean there's a very good reason. It's because all the heroes are dead. Yeah, I mean, if, if there is a team up, it's Heimdale. Yeah. So just let me say, the cover to this is brilliant and beautiful. You think so? I love myself some Tedesco covers. I this, really do. This cover tells me nothing. It tells me that we're in some sort of alien-looking place that may or may not be Asgard, and that there's guns. There's which guns. may or may not get used. And there's a guy in the foreground holding a sword. I mean, there's the cover itself is a nice image, but it doesn't tell me what I'm getting into. Like the other ones, because they would tell me who the guest star of the week is. And I guess since there isn't one. It's, but we focus on the team. You get the whole team in this episode. Finally, it took us the final issue of the series. So Mark Wade, writer, as he's been for every issue so far. Joe Bennett, art in our revolving uh, list of pencilers. Mission, Kingslayer. Who is the Kingslayer? He's an assassin from the future who comes back through time to kill Odin. But fun fact, he's from Midgard which means that Asgard has to wreak vengeance upon the earth, which leads to every hero dying, except for Bill Coulson. And? Bill Coulson? Well, Daisy. And? And Daisy. I mean, and sure, the rest of the team's there, too. Fitzsimmons but. and May, yeah. So, going back to S.H.I.E.L.D. issue number one, Phil calls in a solid with Heimdall, because he owes him one travels to Asgard to attempt to stop the assassination of Odin before it happened, saving the Earth. Can Phil Coulson save the Earth, Ben? Can he? I'm going to just say this right now. That's in doubt. You know, theoretically, this could be running up against Secret Wars. Theoretically. I'm just going to say, I love me some S.H.I.E.L.D. I love me some Coulson. I love me some time travel. Put them all together. Should be a great, great mix of chocolate and peanut butter and something else that you would put with your chocolate and peanut butter to make some sort of nice confectionery treat. A wrapper. Uh, sure. But I have I have problems with this. There's I was okay with it. Well, there's like cool, it. cool elements of how they infiltrate the weapons that they bring. Because Heimdall says, if I bring you here to save Odin, come prepared. Come, come armed. Come armed. Yeah, no, <laughs> do not come unarmed. And they don't come unarmed. And it's cool. And, when it, and, and all of that stuff, that's Coulson planning. But then there's some happy coincidences that, that come out of that that allow them to defeat or not. They do. But um, how it happens, this is one of those where you know they're going to win. 
but how? And it's kind of fun and it's Colson clever. Maybe that's a phrase we should start using. Colson clever. Colson clever. It's that special kind of clever. But the time travel stuff, some of it bugs me. And if they would have simplified, if, if Mark Way would have simplified the time travel, because you have a assassin from the future coming to the past because he wants to be the one responsible for Ragnarok. And so he comes from the future to the past to kill Odin, succeeds, and and, and Asgard is going to war against Earth. And then Heimdall from the past answers Coulson's call in the present and brings them back to the past so they can stop the assassination before it happens. And then there's all these kind of time travel shenanigans and paradoxes of if this happened, then this must happen. But if something in the time travel causes it not to happen, then this can't happen. And therefore, and it just doesn't click into place it, for me. It gives it kind of a weak ending. It, yeah. <sighs> so here's the thing, but this story is fine. Typical comic action. But it's not going to. I think what I really want to focus on is the series is done. So what does it mean? What has it done for us? Well, I know that it went to second printing on its first issue. But let's be honest. It's not like the sales were such that it's burning up the, the comic book stores. Um, I do think that this book has struggled with what it is, and maybe the new title will help with that. Is it Marvel Team-Up? Um, I think it's had a hard time with putting together arcs that can be traded, which is really where Marvel makes the money. And I think it's continually become something that reflects the TV show more and more and more versus the Marvel 616 as the issues have progressed. And again, the cover of the next issue, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number one, really screams out to me, aligning ourselves with the TV show. Yeah, I I think we've gotten 12 good, well, 12, at least 10 good stories out of 12 uh, that are really, really, really worth searching out and reading. And to me, it's been fun to see Coulson and or other parts of the team team up with people from the 616 that we're never going to see on the TV show. That's what it's done for me. And I think it's done that well. Um, I do agree, looking at that cover, they're either teaming up with Death Deathlock or because there's also an Iron Iron Man's face is in the background there. So maybe that's the team teaming up with Iron Man. I think we still are going to be getting a Marvel team up using Coulson and the team to team up with someone from the Marvel Universe that we don't get to see on our TV show. But they've gotten two trades out of this, though. I mean, the second trade. I would imagine will be issues seven through 12. And I don't know. I, I, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it a lot. This issue is the the one that just fell the most flat for me. Um, I guess there'll be a third trade too, if you consider all the 50th <laughs> anniversary stuff. Well, and that is a separate trade. Um, <laughs> Have you looked that up? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got uh, the five, uh, that go together and that I think something else we've talked about this privately, you and me, did we? 
Yeah. Um, I think it might have. Well, I'll look it up right now. Well, don't you don't need uh, to look it up right? That's good radio. Okay. Um, but yeah, I it's good, enjoyable. I had a good time. I I wanted my team together a little bit more. Maybe next time they will be. Okay. You know. I think that I I do think that's one thing, maybe a course correction, for the second series. So. I think we're going to see more of what you want, Daniel. I really do. So that's that's there are two issues. Our two comics. So yeah, that's all we got. I just want to say thank you for listening, everyone. And for me, until next time, be good to each other. For you, Daniel, what do you have to say? Uh, Wow. Uh, um, so for me Daniel all I have to say is thanks for listening and and Godspeed everyone Daniel you got any uh, final words let them rip commandos time to exercise some demons Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling 177-55-LEVEL-7. You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcometolevel7 or connect with us on Twitter where we're level7pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls. You can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. Once again, thanks for listening. And remember, welcome to Level 7. It's not just a podcast. It's a magical place. That was a little See, awkward. that's what happens when the quote you're originally going to do has some Jessica Jones language in it. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. What? There's a three-letter. Oh, three-letter word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For bottom. Or bum. Uh, bum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awkward. <laughs> Just saying. So, Ben, I was in a training today. You were? Yeah. Now, I'm a very professional person, Ben. Mm-hmm. And I have to wear a lanyard every day with my ID badge. I knew that, yeah. On one side. So, on my lanyard, on one side is my ID badge needed to get around the building and to be secure. Mm-hmm. The other side... When you flip it over, which often falls forward most of the time, is my Loot Crate Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. lanyard. Okay. Surprisingly enough, I'm not the only guy in the office that wears it. Okay. Today I was in training. Mm-hmm. Guy was there. Hydra Polo. What do you mean by that? He was uh, wearing a polo with a Hydra logo on it. He had an actual Hydra logo on his polo? He did. Interesting. Yeah, you know right. I looked at him. I said, we're going to have trouble here. 
Did he even know what he was wearing? That'd be really funny if he just oh he knew bought it because it was kind of funny. He knew. In fact, if he's listening right now, hi, how you doing? Are we going to have trouble here? All right. That's kind of fun. I wish I had people who wore Hydra polos at my work, but. Oh, really? You want Hydra at your work? I do. I do. And instead, I have to go to Radio Shack to find them. So. The guy didn't even know he was Hydra. That's how I think deep Hydra is. I was being shield. I was in fact Hydra. Mm. But I said, no, I don't play that game. I'm loyal. Loyal. It's good to know. Good to know. Loyal. All right. Next episode is going to be the winter finale. And then I think we're going to get into some Jessica Jones. I'm excited. Woohoo! So, bedtime, Daniel. Got a big yes, day tomorrow. So I'll talk to you later. Peace out later. Bye.